and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I met with my dear friend Alpha from Money Made Simple. She and I have this brilliant conversation about money, about mindset, about alcohol, and about the things that are re- why it's really, really important for women to have control of their finances and to have a say and to be very independent in terms of their finances. It's so interesting. You speak to people, and Alpha has a very interesting story of her own around alcohol. But it's so interesting how every single thing relates, right? There's synchronicity in all of these pieces of information. We have a really, really honest, beautiful conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, Come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty, and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people. Their wisdom, guidance, and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honor that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Welcome so much, Alpha. Thank you so much for joining me. Alpha and I were supposed to do this a week ago and um, the stars didn't align and I um, wasn't able to do it so I'm so excited to have her back on and thank you so much Alpha for being so beautifully flexible and kind and um, giving us a chance to do this at a different time. I, I invited Alpha on because we have met each other through her Empower Builder which is a um, a group of entrepreneurial business women run by Tina Tower um, and I really connected with Alpha as soon as I met her. She has a beautiful purpose um, and a really amazing business, which I feel very aligned to myself as well. So I'm going to hand you over to Alpha to introduce herself. Alpha, would you be kind enough to do that? Sure. Thank you, Emma. Yeah, we, it was so, uh, it's so nice because I met you in person as well as online and we 
yeah, we could probably just chat for, for ages. Um, so my business is Money Made Simple. And I started out as a corporate tax accountant and realized I loved the client relationships, but I didn't really enjoy the, the nitty gritty of the work. And also didn't have any idea about personal finances until a few years later when I started my own personal journey. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I, there's so many things. So I studied financial planning and then I realized all the stuff that we don't know and the personal development journey that goes with it. And I think one of the other reasons I really connected with yourself, Emma, was because I grew up in a, a very European household with a lot of alcohol mm -hmm. and there were a lot of tensions around that and the financial tensions as well. So built into, so that's sort of more in my, my background and upbringing, but then there's this sort of the current day relationship as well with both alcohol and then when it comes to money. So I've, I work now mainly with women and it's, there's a self-discovery piece. And a lot of that is to built around the money mindset. So I work on that, but then I also deal with the, the cash flow management side of it, because I feel like once we get to the, that precipice where we're like, okay, well, I'm, I, I kind of figure out what I need to do with my mindset now, but then how do I implement anything? Like how do I do the pragmatic actual mechanics of money? Yeah. So that's where I, I help as well. Cause I, that's, I've got a lot of experience and background in, in um, helping people build their financial sort of basis, really. So, so now I do both. I do the mindset and the cash flow. Amazing. And it's such an important area for empowering women, for giving women agency in their situations. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things that, I've, funny enough, I was brought up with my mum was always, the, she was the finance person. She totally had all mm -hmm. the finances. My dad wasn't very involved in it, um, yeah. but I've actually ended up being the other way and I'm having to get back in, you know, I've had to start yeah. getting more involved in my finance. And I think running your own business means you do anyway. Yeah. The personal finances, it's really important to be able to understand what's going on with your money and it gives you power to be able to be having um, conversations on a equal footing with another person if you need to be as well. That's it. Um, so for me, it's it's I th and it sounds like a funny alignment. Me and Alpha, you'd be like, well, why is an alcohol coach and a and a and a, and a money coach coming together, and um and, and what might they have in common? But actually, you'd be really surprised how much we do have in common because our core premise is really helping women to step into their power, step into their potential um i'm really feel, and you know it's, it is a it's a it's a very strong purpose for us both right yes yeah i yeah, know it's um it's interesting when i i see i see women in various stages of relationships whether they're considering ending have ended or there's conflict um and it's and money creates so much conflict even the alcohol create like there's there's, there's sort of two agitators yeah in relationships and the masking that happens with the alcohol that then kind of leads to more problems and then the finances kind of go with it but it's it's such a it's such an important thing for women like i was before we were hit record we were talking and i have a friend of mine who years ago was having some issues with her husband and she's like well what can i do i was like the first thing you need to do is make sure you have a bank account in your mm -hmm. name with your money in it <laughs> that no one else can access but you. And that is something I think every woman should have. Um, and that's the yeah, anyway. So the, the foundations build from there. There's a lot more to it than just that, but that's the start. Yeah. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I know one of the things for me, kind of coming into my 
late 40s early 50s I stopped drinking I think I was 46 when I stopped drinking and there's a lot of women who are sort of menopausal postmenopausal perimenopausal and it's almost like estrogen's kept us in denial for most of our adult life so we have our children we go into nurturing mode and we wake up in our sort of mid 40s in perimenopause going how the hell did we get here what yes. the fuck yeah. And it's interesting for, for, for me, particularly in a financial perspective, um, but when I had children, I remember that was the time that I started to merge my finances with my husband. Right. Prior to that, I had totally independent finances yeah. and felt very safe in that situation. And it was a massive step. I remember moving into shared finances, quite scary for me. Yeah. Um, and now as a... 50 year old woman with a with a reasonable relationship with my husband i'm kind of really trying to extrapolate myself in that situation again and get back to the situation where you're you know putting money into a pot that kind of pays your bills and your household stuff but you have very much have your own you know your own finances as well and you have your own agency around that because with all the best will in the world if you don't <laughs> I feel like you ladies are in my, uh, in my head right now. <laughs> Appreciate the talk. It's such an important conversation, though, isn't yeah. it? I think it is. Um, and we were talking I... about before. Oh, I'm sorry, Alpha. I just interrupted you. Oh no, no. Sorry, it's me interrupting as well. But I wanted to point out, like the that joining of the finances, where where this is where I really, really, and this is where I think we also connected because I want to question why we do the things we do just because we've always and everyone's done it the same way we don't have to have joint my husband and i don't have joint finances yeah. the, we had when we bought our home we had our home loan together and we each contributed yeah. into that yeah. account but otherwise yeah. everything else is separate we each have our own investments yeah. we have bank accounts like we have a like a, the fearless folder that like the barefoot investor calls it where we we know like if we need to we can access each other's in an emergency but other than that it's all separate and i i don't think it's absolutely necessary that we all merge our money together i no. actually don't think that's healthy because it gives no and one person potentially more power over the other that's right right which 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 with all the best women in the world people that becomes so when you say when 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 women kind of wake up to when they're not drinking often often when you stop drinking you 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 realize that you're in a relationship you kind of allowed bad behavior or inappropriate behavior or behavior that wouldn't necessarily sit okay with you to continue because yeah. often you're pretending you're, you're drinking to escape from the fact that your your life situation isn't exactly as you would like it to be right yeah. that was definitely my, my situation and just to let things go you know just to let things go and yeah. you let things go for long enough and then suddenly you're in a position of it hierarchically you're in a, a in a um a more subservient position yeah. and um sorry <laughs> my radio just came on then um but it, it and that's with no you know no ill will in the world but that often is how we find ourselves and i think the work that you do with women is so helpful to kind of extrapolate them so, like you say ask questions why are we doing this? What is it? I can't even remember when I think back now on joining yeah. our finances. I can't even remember what the motivation was. I think I felt safer with it, but mm. it doesn't make any sense to me now in retrospect. There we go. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but quite often you'll have banks wanting because you're often with two different banks and then you go to one to get a loan and of course they yeah. want your money so there's an ulterior motive there so they want oh let's join it because it makes the most sense <laughs> it's like for whom yeah it might yeah. Be, but we don't ever really get an objective question to that and yeah. it's the same with the belief systems that we have and why we why we do the things we do who we are who we want to be what do we even want money for? What kind of lifestyle do we want? Do we want to be drinkers? Do we want to be wealthy? Like, what do we, do we want to live in a tiny home? Do we want to live in a mansion? Like, there's all these questions we just never ask ourselves. We never do. And actually, we often find out that our partners don't necessarily want the same things as us either. It's like, it's quite, yeah. you know, I remember because we were Catholic, we were, I was brought up Catholic. And before we got married, we got married in a Catholic church. Hello, Em. Good to see you, darling. Um, we had to go and do this pre-marriage kind of counselling yep. thing yep. that you have to do before you get married. And so, that was, I mean, it was really a good thing to do, but it never really asked you these questions like, what are your values? Like, how yeah. do you feel about money? What's, what have you been shown by your parents? What's been modelled to you? And what are the sort yeah. of like, and, and those are the questions I feel like we should be asking before we yeah. enter into anything with somebody else. I don't know what you think usually goes back to parent like I had I had one set of clients where the the my client she wanted to save and it made her feel safer her husband yes. spent because he grew yeah. up where they didn't have any money so even when yeah. he had money as a grown-up he'd spend it yeah. because he was used to not having it so it was just this pattern and it mm. created so much conflict in their relationship because yeah. money would come in and then money would go yeah. out and one wouldn't feel safe and the other would just feel like yeah. normal yeah and it, nobody has that conversation of right. well what, what what happened to you as a, what did you witness as children like even yeah. with alcohol you know how did how did it show up for you as as a youngster and that often influences what we do as a grown-up but also society yeah. and friends and because like, funnily enough the accounting um, world is they they drink yeah. <laughs> when i started as a grad um i and because i grew up with a lot of drinking in my household i shunned it like i, I ended yeah. up seeing too many family members personalities change and it, it yeah. used to scare me a bit. Oh. so i didn't i didn't touch alcohol at yeah. all um, and then i started working in a workplace where every friday night they'd all go out and get get drunk and I'm just there going, so I didn't really fit in because I didn't do that. Um, and I didn't want to do that. So on Mondays, they'd all come and talk about, you know, their hangover stories. And they're like, so what did you do on the weekend? Like, I got up and went for a jog on Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, weren't you hungover? I'm like, no, I didn't go out. Yeah. <laughs> so you then start to not fit into the, the crowd as well. So it's all yeah. of these things that just build on themselves that we, we usually started in childhood. Exactly Right, it's exactly right, and I, I know certainly in my, my family, I, my husband was grew up very frugal. Parents, his parents were always about like scrimping and saving, and I think also he yeah. had some insecurity around that too. So for him, like holding on to a pile of money is like you know really important. Yes. Um, whereas that wasn't my upbringing. So for me, it's I have slightly different values around that. I'm more a little bit more of a kind of um, risk taker. And yes. a bit more um, live for today, <laughs> and the and the two you know work can work quite well together, but really they can also cause conflict. Aware of it, yeah. I think that's it. I think if you know, yeah. and you also know where it's coming from, and you can mm. both kind of go, okay, well, maybe I'm, maybe you know, maybe this is a bit of, a, maybe this, maybe I do need a bit of check and balance in this situation. <laughs> 
Well, you can balance each other out if you're aware of it, and then that's it's, it. If that's it. You can work with it. That's it, and it's it's really important as well. I think with this, is and it's a little bit of that psychological work as well. Is that going from a relationship where you're in parent-child mode as opposed to adult to adult, mm. and I think so many of us have our adult relationships in parent-child mode. <sighs> so one one person is a, like has the more a, like a dictatory kind of role and one person's taking the child role and I often hear that in women what I'm working with yeah. with alcohol and it's so frustrating and there's almost shame as well about being mm. in a child role in a with a in a relationship with a person that you're supposed to love and who's supposed to love you yeah and, it, and, and I hear so many marriages and so many relationships getting into that yeah and this, there's a particular type of psychology, I think it's called transactional psychology, mm -hmm. that's right. And it talks about moving from the, a relationship where you've got one person who's more of a parent, one person that's more of a child, into a relationship where you've got two adults having a conversation without bringing all their childhood shit into the conversation. Yeah. All right. And I like I can even see that with my husband when you know we we also when we're in a stressful situation we kind of revert to some more reptilian style behavior, yeah. and that then leads us back to childhood. And I look at this and go, oh my gosh, I can see the you know the child that you would have been coming out right now, and I don't want to have a conversation right now with that child. Bloody do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, such a it's such an interesting um, because it does you're right like money is like one of our basic needs isn't it it's like our kind of Mas Maslow's hierarchy of needs is pretty much um there yeah, oh, yeah so Mel's well it's an interesting thing yeah because we've as a society we've grown to place so much self-worth on the concept of money so the the numbers yeah. in my bank account dictate how good i am as a human mm -hmm. like how can i how, how about how good i am at supporting myself or the sort of business i've got and the self-worth aspect sticks into there when in fact money is really just it's it's a thing like it's numbers on a screen nowadays more than anything um and in the old days it was a barter system so we used to actually exchange one good or service for another um but since it's become like notes or coins or, or numbers on a screen we're like how, how do we measure our worth with that because we never actually get taught our worth you know, there's, there's certain fundamental elements of us as human beings and intrinsic human beings, and yet somehow money is dictating whether it's worthy or not. <laughs> but unless we peel back the layers, remove the alcohol, take the money out of the equation, who are we as humans? Um, and it's it takes work and personal development to do that. <laughs> it does indeed. It does indeed. Um, I think that you, what the work that you do in the world and the information, the knowledge and the, and the beautiful way that you are as a human with other humans means that um, you would be somebody I would 100% trust to work with. Could you talk a little bit about what it is that you do, what your offerings are and how you support women? Sure. So I do a variety of things because um, I do online, some online work. So I have some, some programs that are online. Um, I'm bringing in more to do with sort of the energetics around money. So I have a, a mini program for that. I'm going to be doing stuff on habits. I have the pragma pragmatic money management side of it as well. Um, but then I also do, I do live workshops because I, I love the human connection. Um, I've got a free webinar on today at midday, actually, which I'm talking about getting clarity on money. So I do online in person. Um, I do some groups, group work, and then I do one-on-ones. So I, um, I used to call it coaching, but to be honest, I've, I changed it more to consulting because I actually help build the 
tools that um, that help women manage both their business finances and their personal finances because that's the other thing too i find accountants and accounting systems are very focused on the business side but not necessarily the budgeting or cash flow and then i help connect that to managing personal finances as well because as a business owner you're in income fluctuates and it becomes difficult to manage it and I find that's what's a the cause of a lot of friction in relationships too because the income fluctuates and if the other partner can't handle that it becomes really difficult so helping even out that flow of it so yeah, so yeah online group work and one-on-one -on -one is how I how I work I totally hear you on that because that's a, it's always a cause of conflict in our household as well that sort of like expectation of the regular salary coming in slightly yeah. different to the reality of yes being an well, entrepreneur we're not even taught business math at all when we're in school like i i think back to all the various pieces of education i've had and i've worked in finance i was like how is it that i that's what really got me into this whole thing in the first place I was like how do i not know about personal finances at the very least and then when i started a business i was like oh my gosh this is just like it business is a personal development journey on steroids is what i say because there's such a learning <laughs> and the money side we don't get taught that anyway and then we feel guilty about what we don't earn or what, how much fluctuates and we're like we should be able to even this out should you know it's everyone's journey is different but it's it's so hard to know what directions to go when you're starting out we don't that's know what exactly we don't know. Right. yeah that's, that's exactly it. right yeah um so we either learn from others or we make our own mistakes <laughs> And you're such a font of wisdom. Whenever I listen to you, whenever I get to speak to you, Alpha, I feel I feel safe in your hands. I feel like you know what you're talking about. And I feel that you also get the psychological side of it as well, which I think is so important because it isn't just... No, it isn't it's not. Sorry, making it serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's bigger than that, which is why, I, yeah, I, I started out doing just the mechanical side of money. And then I realized, mm. hey, it, it is boring. Mm but there's so much more to it that holds us back. Yeah. And, yeah. and it frustrates me so much that we don't get taught this and that it's, no. it's made out like it's so complex. I know. It's actually pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. certain things you need to put in place and then you just have to keep repeating them. Yeah. And you're repeating yeah. them and just keep doing them. A bit like in business, yeah. you, sh you have to show up regularly on social media. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put money away regularly it sounds boring but it's so uh, yeah so i just I, I want to try and demystify it and simplify it as much as possible i totally hear you sister i totally hear you now would you be kind enough for me to share where people can find you um mm -hmm. how they can get in touch with you yeah and um that yeah that would be really helpful thank you my darling yes absolutely Absolutely. So um, on Instagram, probably if you haven't seen me already, so it's Alpha Money Made Simple. I'm on Facebook, um, MMS Money Made Simple. My website is money-madesimple.com.au. Uh, and on there, I've got a whole raft of, I've got, I'm doing a monthly webinar series, um, usually on the second Tuesday of every month at 12 o'clock Brisbane, Queensland time. Uh, just because I want to try and create a little bit of momentum so people can just come in whenever they need to and i've got some ask me anything sessions um every every third month as well so you can just ask questions because that was you know who do you ask <laughs> so i've got that as well um and a few other there's some free resources on there as well including a money mindset video how to micro invest um limiting belief kickstarter all that so there's there's a whole lot of stuff on my website and always open. i also offer a free clarity chat so that's another another option as well so Amazing. Book on, book on my website too. 
Well, Alpha now is just like, I'm following you now. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in to the Alpha gang. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, well, it's nice to meet you, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's lovely. And um, I thank you so much, Alpha. I really appreciate you coming on and being flexible with me doing a, a live and a podcast recording in my car. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, yeah. real. <laughs> Life, yeah, well, this is it exactly. You know, our lives aren't linear and they don't always go to plan, especially with children. So. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Thank you so much, my lovely. I will send this out. This will be in a podcast in a not very long period of time. I can't, I can't tell the exact date, but just to everyone, um, Alpha sent me all her links. I'll put them in the comments underneath here so you can access her. But I highly recommend her. She's an absolutely wonderful human being and very, very clever um, in this area. And it's something that we all need. We so need to look after our finances so that we can look after ourselves. Yes. Yeah, Thanks, I love darling. what you do too, Emma. Thank you very much. Hello, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a masterclass, a free masterclass coming up on Wednesday, the 28th of February. It's called how changing your relationship with alcohol can be effortless and completely change your life. I hope you'll join me. It's free. The link will be in the show notes. All right, my lovelies, so see you very soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.